leading the conversation. Song is on on SAFM. There's uncertainty over reports suggesting the notorious vice squad that has shut down. In any case, authorities have other powerful means of monitoring behavior, such as CCTV and thus issuing punishment. On Saturday evening, Iranian Attorney General Mohammad Jafar Montarezi, Montazeri, I beg your pardon, told a conference that Iran's morality police have nothing to do with the Justice Department and have been shut down by those who created it. These news come at the back of the massive public pressure following months of anti-government protests sparked by the death of the young Kurdish woman Gina Masa Amini at the hands of the country's morality police. However, state-owned broadcaster Al-Alam insists that Iran does not have a morality police, rather a public security police, and the Justice Department has no plans to abolish it, nor will it take a step in this direction. we find out more about the latest developments, therefore, in the Gulf state of Iran. Ibrahim Dean, independent political analyst, is on the line. Ibrahim, welcome to SAFM. Good evening. Thank you for your time. Good evening, and thanks for having me. Do you want to just clarify what I've just read and the confusion that perhaps may abound in many people's minds and thoughts? Okay, so there's two things we have to look at. One is um, what uh, Mohammed Jafar Muntazili said is actually partially correct in the sense that the morality police did not were not initially part of the judiciary and weren't there at the founding of the of the of the revolution in 1979. They only came into force in 2006 under um, uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, and so abolishing them seems as if it's going to be it's going to occur. Uh, and you know that will happen. Uh, what where the unclarity, the, the you know the the, the the unclearness or the or the lack of clarity lies, is the fact that Jafar Muntarizi also said that you know the judiciary will continue to surveil citizens. So they will continue to control citizens most likely or, con- or be able to uh, enforce the laws that they want to enforce. Um, now, I mean, you know, in, in Iran, there's different strains of thought and, you know, the different news outlets, especially um, piggyback on the different strains of thought. And, you know, the state broadcast is, uh, is currently siding with, I mean, the, the, the principalist slash conservative strand. And wouldn't want to necessarily look weak by saying that they're abolishing, uh, you know, the morality police. But uh, but it does seem as if, you know, that is going to happen. Now, I mean, I think to go deeper into into the issue, and I think this is significant, is that you know Iran has different centers of power. We have the presidency, presidency, the parliament, the judiciary, but we also have, you know, the office of the supreme leader, the guardian council, the expediency council, all these different institutions, um, you know, that uh, owe their founding to the to the to the revolution and allow the different forces to control events sometimes in the background. And these, you know, are in a sense the heart of the protest. That protesters want a more say in actual governance, in, in actual. Uh, quality of life, and it's not necessarily just the, mo- the morality police. That seems to be, you know, uh, it was just it's symbolic uh, of of the grievances that many within the country are facing, and that hasn't changed and isn't changing. What uh, is the morality likely. police? I mean, j- j- just paint a picture. What for somebody who doesn't understand, coming from a South African background anyway, what a morality police is or its function in society would be. 
Do you want to just paint a picture of what okay? So they it's are? it's uh, it's basically uh, you know I mean in in in, uh, in 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 societies which have a certain uh, perception of how uh, Islamic law should govern society, uh, they're there to enforce dress codes, um, you know, uh, uh, behavior in public. Uh, you know, in terms of, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, alcohol usage, for example. Um, and so it's actually, you know, that that's the initial, or at least what uh, you know, is said, what they do. In actual fact, uh, you know, more than that, at the deeper level, the morality police have been used or have been, or, you know, were established in an attempt to actually to influence and control and monitor the population. Um, and, 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 and that's more their role than just the enforcement of these, these laws. Uh, what is their the legal part, standing, Abraham? What is their legal standing? I mean, who, what status do they enjoy in the public life or in the arrangement of the state? So they are. Uh, they do uh, um, comprise, you know, a, a part of the judiciary, um, or at least the prosecutive uh, services. Not necessarily the judiciary, but the prosecutive services of the country. Now, I mean, you must know that in in Iran, there's not necessarily such a separation between the judiciary and um, and 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 the, the if you would call it the the presidency. And so they kind of work hand in hand with the security apparatus. It's 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 it straddles uh, the prosecutorial, the judiciary, and the security apparatus. Now it's not necessarily constitutional or mandated constitutionally. It's actually, you know, was established ad hocly and has been, uh, in a sense, ipso facto or de facto or you know, post facto uh, legitimized because of, uh, you know, the the time that they have been around for. And obviously, um, you know, these laws or the laws that they that they police are not necessarily legislated upon, um, but it's, you know, unwritten moral codes uh, uh, whose acceptance, in a sense, uh, or whose tested acknowledgement lied in the acceptance. And once the acceptance then uh, lapsed, uh, you know, in a sense, the, the, the morality police or at least the position of morality police uh, has been undermined to extend that. At the moment, it's unlikely that they will carry on in their current form. Well, you say undermined. That's an interesting word. Were they not the first to undermine themselves if the death of Gina Masha Amini is anything to go by? And the outcry, which has really become global outcry, but specifically in Iran itself, following the young woman's death. And just the fact that it is quite apparent that there is a sizable, not necessarily in the majority, but a sizable proportion of the Iranian population that does not find expression or legitimacy with this morality police. And perhaps this is an invitation for the state to reconsider, more especially as we become a global village where perhaps some cultures, not necessarily good or bad, but would be challenged by virtue of the fact that people are a lot more fluid now than they might have ever been, and access to information plays a critical role in how people conscientize themselves and locate themselves against the global community and acceptable norms and standards and what change inevitably brings? Is this not, for the state of Iran, an opportunity to reconfigure? So I think there's two things. I think is this is why we're missing the point when we talk about the morality police. Um, 
So over the past 30 years in Iran, there's been a slow withering away of what you would call the popular legitimacy of the government. Um, and before, you know, the many reformists, so there's been societal change, but there's also been a withering away of the legitimacy of the government. Of the government. And what has happened, uh, you know, for example, in the most recent 2021 presidential election, for example, you know, anyone who opposed uh, the more hardline elements within the regime was actually stopped from contesting and voted or not was at an all time low. Um, and so the morality police, in a sense, is this, you know, is uh, the, 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 the hardliners, um, you know, had felt that, you know, they, left, they now control all three branches of state, uh, control the, the guard corps, uh, and, you know, all the religious, or most of the religious institutions of the country. And, you know, this, this then uh, heavy handedness by the morality police is a symptom of that. And the response to the morality police, again, is a symptom from the population that is disillusioned with the legitimacy of the government. And so, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's not necessarily just about, for example, the headscarf as, as we're looking at. It's actually about economic issues, rampant inflation, heightened unemployment, uh, mismanagement of economic resources. And, you know, a proper restructuring of that would actually mean a restructuring of the political establishment and the political system and it's unlike and, and and a likely weakening of the hardline elements within the regime and that's why you know the the move has been so long uh to actually you know respond to protest to actually try and be conciliatory because the fear from the regime is that conciliation would actually show weakness not strength now in relation to the morality police uh and the specific instance i mean it's very difficult to police the police um, and, you know, yes, the morality police have been accused of violations, uh, but not to the extent as this. And, you know, a, a lone, over, overzealous individual, um, you know, uh, uh, is, is not necessarily was institutionalized, uh, although they generally did act relatively heavy-handedly in the past. There is a need for reform, but deeper reform than just, than just the morality police. Well, let's talk about the region and the developments of the region. I mean, certainly what's happening in the Emirati states, wanting to become the world's global center for tourism and for business, and how certainly the Emiratis themselves, Qatar now is the centerpiece of those with the Soccer World Cup. This all lends itself perhaps to engaging anew what they might have appreciated and accepted to be who they are, but realizing that for them to be, at the same time, they need to exist within the broader global community. When you're talking about the necessary reforms that, that might need to be undertaken specifically in Iraq now, what is a possibility in terms of this is something that, by you reading of the establishment, is a possibility, what remains totally off the table because that's the state and that's how they define themselves? Yes, I mean, I think when we look at uh, at the region, I think we sometimes forget that Iran is very different to the UAE, is very different to Qatar, is very different to Saudi Arabia. They have a totally different 
political system, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 a democracy in a sense, or at least a partial democracy that 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 had uh, been organized and did operate for at least. 20 years until you know the slow withering away of this democracy which i mean still is still exist in some formal way um so you know we 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 sometimes lump the region together yes now what we are seeing is generational shifts uh, uh you know, aside from legitimacy there is the generational shifts within society um um the problem though is that similar to many other uh, countries and not just regionally but globally, um, you know, where there has been these generational shifts uh, occurring, you know, there have been very leaderless or leadershipless uh, movements, uh, and that has meant that they haven't yet been able to negotiate properly with the state. Uh, and so, at many times, uh, you know, it's all about whether you can wait out the protests. Um, and so there does need to be some sort of a more structural element to this contestation, um, you know, failing which, uh, you know, we're going to see this confusion, the fact that in all likelihood surveillance will still be maintained, that the regime isn't going to lose its grip or, uh, um, and that's, you know, uh, until, until there's more broader appeal or, you know, a, a more structured way of in um, negotiating or mediating or talking to the state, uh, you know, it's it's then very difficult to actually get those from within the state who sympathize with you to actually move sides. So in other words, the solutions for change don't necessarily exist within the state, certainly from a negotiator's perspective or a lobbyist's perspective. The internal voices are not sufficient to bring about the change. Do I understand you correct? I think there is there is contestation within the state and some within the, the elements at the, in 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 the state not not to the extent that you know there is a, um, a willingness to leave to leave or to leave uh, parts of power, um, but you know in saying so, what what we are saying is the longer the protests last, uh, you know the more pressure put on the regime, and we're starting to see, for example, you know. Uh, uh, you know, satellite issues, for example, were banned in in Iran since the 1980s, but and still are banned. But there's just no enforcement of that law, and so the conciliation may be this tacit accommodation, in a sense, uh, with the protests. But I mean, for more structural and deeper change that would actually lead to more popular uh, power and, in a sense, more regime legitimacy, there does need to be, uh, um, you know, actual. A real political change towards actually allowing for more popular participation and a reform in the sense of the Guardian Council, which actually vets all officials, uh, you know, that are elected. Uh, there needs to be reform of that failing, which, as I said, protesters have a, a say in a sense in protests. But what is there needs to be a, a leadership that can lead the protests. Uh, and two is, uh, you know, a way that they can actually um, Fight for change, uh, uh, you know, both if they, if you want to talk, uh, you know, within the, the the structures and through uh, from contestating from outside, uh, because as we've seen in many of these countries, uh, it's very very easy for regimes. We saw this in Sudan, for example. The you know the 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 negotiations, for example, to, today let uh, was was an agreement was reached, but that was reached because of outside pressure. Um, and, uh, and the agreement doesn't necessarily, you know, look or, or comply with all the demands of the protesters. So, you know, regimes are willing and, and able to outlast uh, protesters. 
Uh, and that's just globally. Uh, we saw it in France with the protest a few years ago, Occupy in Washington. Um, and so there, there does need more structured participation. And I think there's, you know, the generational change and the move towards uh, more disparate forms of protests, um, which make them harder to crack down on, also makes sometimes uh, makes their demands harder to actually, um, um, uh, you know, to, to actually um, to actually sit out um, and actually uh, ensure that you know there's there, there is some sort of negotiation or negotiating with uh, with the state and it's it's not I mean, just the, 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 the point that you are making is somewhat a di- bit difficult to truly accept I mean if you look at the Arab Spring and what happened in Libya what happened in Tunisia what happened in Egypt, all of these countries, ultimately, on the other side of the civilian protest, there was a regime change. You mentioned Sudan. Sudan had a regime change in Omar al-Bashir. There are Sudan instances really have where, and I'm specifically states. referencing Muslim states here, where if people are sufficiently moved to decide and to draw the line in the sand and say, here, no further, well, very recent history confirms to us that that is quite possible. Why would you, in no, the I mean, argument think, you've think, raised, suggest that that won't or is not possible for Iran? I think you need domestic pressure and international pressure. And I think if we're looking at the Arab Spring, or I would call it Arab uprisings, some were successful, some have not been successful. In Sudan, for example, al-Bashir was removed, but al-Fatah Burhan, he's deputy, you know, the, 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 you know the, basically the military that, that uh, he commanded actually are now in charge. The, the, the agreement... Today was signed by Mohammed Hamdan Dakalo, who was in the the regime. So, you know, the regime was able to consolidate uh, because you know there was a uh, the focus on on you know there was not enough international pressure and enough focus on institutions. For example, in the case of Egypt, where we saw the counter revolution one year later, Tunisia currently is ruled by a dictatorship, who, a dictator who just suspended the constitution last year. Um, so you know, and it's not necessarily a Muslim country thing. I mean, we're seeing it, we've seen uh, you know constitution uh, constitutional autocracies and what they're calling uh, ill uh, you know um, uh, um, uh, illiberal democracies exist or consolidate in Poland in Hungary. Uh, so it's it's a global issue, um, and it's it 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 is uh, the fact that nowadays uh, you know there is a growing disillusionment, but there is no political avenue in many instances to actually vocalize uh, uh, um, this content. And, you know, there needs to be a critical mass for change to happen. Now, in, in Iran, at the moment, the protests are quite desperate. They are widespread, but not necessarily supported in totality by the majority. Okay. Um, and and that, that means that, you know, the demands or the vocalization or the acceptance of the demands are not... You know, everyone has joined the process for their own... No, point made, point made. And there needs to be a consolidation, in in a sense, yeah. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Ibrahim Dean, independent political analyst, giving us a sense as to the stability in Iran following the rumours, let's call it that for lack of a better term now, that the morality police would be disbanded, but don't expect too much change too soon, essentially, is probably the takeaway. The time is 21.43. One more conversation after this break.